Hello everyone, welcome to Cloud Kata Season 2. I'm your host Kamalika Majumdar. This season we are talking about DevOps-driven modern infrastructures. This season is live on www.cloudkata.com, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and YouTube. And today's episode is going to be a bank on cloud part 2, the people side of the story. In the previous episode, we have discussed the technical or the infrastructure side of the story. And as the theme of this season goes, we are talking about DevOps-driven modern infrastructure. So today's episode will be about the people side of the same story. Basically, how DevOps practices and uh, processes have helped build this bank on cloud within a time period of four to six months uh, from right from scratch. Uh, to, to a cloud-native infrastructure within just four months. So without any further delay, let's begin our story of a bank on cloud part two, the people side of the story. So let us look at the background again, uh, which we had already covered in the previous episode. If you have not heard it yet, I would really recommend to go and uh, listen to it. And also it is also available on YouTube. So you can uh, see uh, the various technical details on, on the slideshow is also there. And that will help you to understand what was achieved within just a time period of four months. So here's the background. Uh, an Indonesian-based banking company wanted to build a fully digital cloud-native mobile banking application. And they wanted this application to help them become a strong tech-based bank, which would be embedded in Indonesia's digital ecosystem. So with that objective, they wanted, uh, they, uh, we partnered together and they wanted me to design and develop a modern infrastructure that was highly performant, technically advanced, cost optimized, and security compliant because it was a bank. So security was one of the, you may say the, you know, topmost priority for setting up this uh, infrastructure for banking application. The goal was to build a fully automated, secure, scalable, and sustainable cloud-native infrastructure for this tech-based finance and banking application. And so previous episode, I have already discussed what challenges we faced while building this infrastructure you know, from day one, what we had to uh, keep in mind while building the infrastructure. And today we are going to look at the challenges from a different angle, from the people side of the story, as is the case with any kind of implementation when it comes to you know, digital transformation, you have two uh, angles to it. One is obviously the technical angle where you build the application or the infrastructure or the IT solution and parallelly, it is the people angle who will be building this application. So what were the challenges that was there in front of me when I was given this project uh, from this Indonesian bank? What was the challenges from a people perspective? So here, here were the challenges uh, that I had uh, at the beginning. So this was a startup who were building this banking application. So they had just acquired the bank and they started building this digital banking application. And being a startup, everything was new to them, especially in DevOps capability building. Uh, to be precise, they didn't even have a, a no capabilities in-house available to build anything related to infrastructure. I remember that when I uh, started off with them, uh, there was, I guess, only one 
a person who who was juggling things here and there and they were also very new to it so devops as a concept was new to it uh, because it was a startup and they needed uh, capabilities to build because unless you build that kind of capability you cannot build the application which uh, which is not just the application but also the infras underlying infrastructure that it will be hosted and within six months of its launch the unprecedented challenge of pandemic forced all of us to work from home uh, so in my previous episode i mentioned that this was a project uh, that started sometime in the quarter four of 2019 so as you all know 2019 probably was the last uh, year of our you know the the normal where the normalcy prevailed uh, before the pandemic hit and within six months so i remember it very clearly that in the we were just beginning to start this project beginning to build some of the development uh, platform you know dev versions of it and right within six months um, of its uh, planning uh, the pandemic uh, was uh, declared in early 2020 so it was somewhere around December when this project started and then by January or February the pandemic was declared and then within a few months everybody were forced to work from home. Now remember this project timeline uh, was uh, around uh, you know four to six months uh, but it the pandemic hit right in the middle of when we were you know just started when it just started to build uh, things about this project and uh, it made uh, hiring onboarding and retaining talents very difficult as it was completely remote and online now the irony is devops as a lifestyle or as a concept uh, you know uh, wants you to sit uh, your team members to sit together, work together, you know, collaborate together. So collaboration and coordination is one of the key aspects of DevOps and agile lifestyle, right? So DevOps expects the team members to work together. On the contrary, the team members uh, were all locked down in not just different uh, parts of a city, but they were spread across the globe. So they were in different cities across multiple in different countries. So they were across different time zones, right? So that completely went uh, opposite to what DevOps lifestyle as a whole meant um, initially. And not to mention uh, the immense mental and physical stress of the uncertainty of the pandemic that was hitting everybody because uh, it was not just the work level stress but also the constant uh, you know uh, scare that everybody were going through like what what is going to happen how how are things going to impact us our day-to-day -day life was impacted and in between that uh, we had this project which was running and we had to uh, you know hire people onboard them um, and uh, enable them with devops capabilities alongside we had to build this cloud native infrastructure for a bank who is going to be completely cloud native right so you can understand um, the challenges uh, from a people perspective that we were uh, we had had at hand at that point of time and not to mention uh, the project timeline was four to six months. So anyways, the project, the whole banking application wanted to be, you know, they wanted it to be live within six months. And uh, in the first, after the first month, I think in the second month itself, this challenge of pandemic came in 
and we didn't have anybody uh, with DevOps capabilities, uh, you know, uh, with an experienced DevOps capabilities uh, to hold and create this bank within four months. So we had to take a couple of initiatives, uh, which would be helpful to us, not just for the those four months, but also in the long term, because remember, it's a banking application. It's not going to go away after after its life, right? It's going to stay there. So at our goal was not just to create the infrastructure and DevOps capabilities for the first release, but also to maintain it along the line uh, until when the bank will be there. So what were the main initiatives uh, that were taken? Uh, the first initiative, set of initiatives that were taken are regarding DevOps upskilling. So we knew from the very beginning that it was not just hiring some people and getting the work done for, for the four months, but it was about uh, skill up of the entire organization to understand what DevOps is, how things work, what is the goal of DevOps, right? And uh, as it as it is said, DevOps is a lifestyle which brings software development and delivery together with the goal of continuous delivery of your best you know, quality products. So we needed to embed that uh, skill set within the employees or the new hires within the organization. So there were a couple of initiatives that were taken. First was, of course, we needed hiring and recruitment because it was a startup, as I mentioned. So we didn't have a big, uh, you know, uh, team. We had limited uh, people who, whom we started off with. So the first initiative was hiring, uh, you know, new talents and ensuring that there is sufficient, uh, you know, SARI capability, site reliability capability, because this was an online bank which was going to be there 24 by seven. So you, it needed to have a very strong um, capacity to maintain and manage uh, it, uh, you know, all the time. So we needed to hire people who had, uh, at least who had the right skill will match to, to build that kind of uh, capability to support infrastructure as a service needs in the, in the organization and creating talent profiles uh, so that involved creating talent profiles hands-on tests code review process evaluation uh, scorecards conducting tech interview all the activities and all of these were happening online nothing was happening face to face because remember we were during in a, in a pandemic so we needed to automate all of this through a very uh, you know, objective way through that we can capture and onboard them so that they are not, uh, they don't feel left out. And uh, we get the right talents within the organization who can sustain uh, the growth of the organization. The second uh, you know, step right after, so these steps would happen in parallel. So hiring and recruitment was one initiative. The second was onboarding and coaching. So anybody who were uh, joining the organization or hired into the organization, uh, they were onboarded uh, so that uh, they were led uh, uh, with the infrastructure designs for the banking application on cloud. Uh, basically, they were given a full-blown, uh, you know, insight into what was the goal that we were trying to achieve, what were we building, etc., and ensuring that production readiness of infrastructure and cloud for this digital banking go-live launch, you know, what was the goal that we were trying to achieve and where we were going. So a, a continuous onboarding of new uh, people and coaching them to towards the goal uh, that we were trying to achieve. 
the third and very important initiative that was taken was boot camps so a series of five days devops crash course and hands-on workshop covering key concepts of devops like uh, continuous integration continuous delivery configuration management infrastructure school was, was conducted across the board in organization so once we were we had hired for the capacities uh, who you know who can specialize in the site reliability engineering uh, we uh, conducted a devops bootcamp across every engineer in the organization so that they will be aware of the lifestyle that they were going to adopt while building the application or supporting the application there were other initiatives uh, re related to agile practices that were also adopted and uh, the those were the first one was estimation and record so these were the agile practices so once we had the devops upskilling done and while it was happening we had to also continue building the infrastructure remember so we had to adopt certain practices in our day-to-day development and testing purposes and one of the key uh, one of the key uh, uh, practice that we adopted was estimation and recording so we followed a complete agile uh, workflow for any of the work that we were doing so basically frequently reviewing the scope during sprint cycle we had a one uh, two week sprint cycle and every task they were doing were created as stories and they were estimated uh, with points uh, and the time that it was taken now when it comes to infrastructure stories unlike application stories you need to you can't exactly measure how much it is going to take uh, and uh, when it comes to the uh, infrastructure delivery it's always uh, you have to adopt a policy like you are del always delivering to production right because even if it is going to a development team the development team are sort of your customer so it cannot you cannot give, give a broken environment to a development team uh, because then it will be of no use to them so our delivery is always in in the form of a production like environment right um, so we have very uh, less window to give uh, you know uh, testable or, or, or under QA environment to a development team. So estimation and recording is very important because we have to specifically tell when this environment is going to be available, when the next environment is going to be available because they were counting on us. So frequently reviewing the scope, every two weeks we would have sprint cycles, sprint review processes, measuring how much effort we are putting into it. The second one was planning and measurement. So as I said, we had uh, planning for the stories, but overall we had uh, OKRs created for our quarterly uh, you know, goals, uh, which were in line with the organization's OKR. So what we want to achieve in the next three quarters, is it uh, making the uh, development and QA environments ready, making the uh, pre-prod ready, making the you know doing the dr deals so those sort of thing and those were very closely aligned with the requirements of the application development that was happening at the same time uh, with the dates on of when the dr drill has to happen when the performance test has to happen so the infrastructure would be ready in line with that and also there were okrs such as what is the requirement like if security requires a vulnerability uh, scanning environment to be ready that would be part of our OKR as in which tools will be selected, how will they be certified, etc. Uh, and along with that, for planning and measurement, we used analysis and acceptance criteria. So every 
uh, engineer would work on a story and each of these stories would have an acceptance criteria and a detailed analysis of what is expected out of that story and that helps us a lot not just in delivering the work but also keeping a, a traceability of how this entire these entire systems were built which were very helpful in audits which were coming up you know when the bank was going to go live because we had to prove how did we approve this set of tool for security otherwise uh, so those were also uh, a requirement for audit and you know uh, the overall business uh, reporting purpose the third uh, practice, agile practice that was taken was visibility and tracking. Uh, there were daily stand-ups uh, which were conducted among the teams to understand uh, what is the progress, if anybody is stuck, then how to unblock them. And there were, there were weekly and bi-weekly sprint reviews. And then in, at the end of every sprint cycle, there, will, there were a showcase to the management or the higher-ups, uh, you know, the CTOs, the VPs, etc. And there will be a monthly retrospective to understand the pain point because we were going through a very difficult time. It was a pandemic time. It was very important to keep the mindset positive for the people, to, to tell them that we, we understand them, to, we know them, uh, you know, uh, we can unblock them uh, to ease the stress that they were having. So there were retrospective and we had storyboards, uh, virtual storyboards, which everybody would look into the same storyboard and they would know, you know, what to pick up next, what to work on next, etc. So there was a complete visibility uh, for the, you know, the infrastructure development work that was going on to, uh, to the visibility and tracking uh, of all these practices. The fourth and most important one was quality assurance, right? So we followed a test-driven infrastructure delivery purpose. So every infrastructure that was created was tested and before it was deli delivered uh, or given uh, to a development team or a, whichever team were using it. Uh, and uh, we had also written uh, tests for integration tests and unit tests within our code uh, to ensure that any change in the code that were happening uh, later on at a later period of time is always going through a validation and testing and not just uh, you know unknown uh, changes which were merged so there were a proper test driven delivery model and anything that were merged to our master branch were always tested uh, there was performance testing of the infrastructure uh, that was conducted uh, in line with the numbers that was expected to be delivered in production so if we had um, 1 million customers to be onboarded on this banking application, there would be a performance testing environment that was created and those numbers of the infrastructure as how much CPU, memory, etc. is needed was calculated based on a rigorous performance testing that was done on a production-like environment. And everything was version control so you could trace it back to right from the beginning when the first line of code was written and till it went to production. So everything from dev to production was tracked, version controlled, tested before it went to production. So these were some of the agile practices uh, and the DevOps uh, upskilling that were conducted uh, while building this cloud native banking infrastructure. So what did we achieve? The outcomes that we achieved were really, really great. Uh, remember, we had zero people when we started this project. 
And what we were able to achieve is that with 10 specialized engineers, uh, you know, around 10 engineers and later at, the, at point, one point of time after the boot camps were conducted, it was actually distributed across multiple in, you know, engineering teams. So they were engineers were enabled with modern infrastructure development and CLCD practices. Um, and they were, we, they were such, uh, they were skilled in such a way. So when we hired them, they were really junior engineers. They had less visibility into this entire ecosystem of banking infrastructure. But then what was achieved after following all the practices were ensuring support to the infrastructure and infrastructure was delivered as a service to the internal teams in the organization. The next uh, outcome that we achieved was standard operating principles and support model for SRE chapter. Um, and it was very important when we were doing the audit, we could uh, present how we manage or support our environments during critical times, critical activities, and how we are able to achieve the you know, SLEs that we are committing to the customers. Uh, and in-house, the most, and I, I believe that this was the most uh, important our you know, biggest win that was achieved by following the DevOps practices and agile practices. And that was an in-house DevOps community of learning for a sustainable growth. So and we were able to build not just engineers, but a community who were you know, embedded and who would understand how DevOps as a lifestyle uh, could be adopted. And uh, the result was, uh, very uh, promising as i mentioned so while we were building a bank on cloud we achieved building a devops community in-house capability for this bank for this uh, you know startup who were building this bank so that it could sustain their application development and growth down the line as far as their business would need and it was very important outcome uh, long term uh, one time investment for life long term benefit that they that was achieved so this was a story of a bank on cloud the people side of the story and um, if you have missed out on the technical side of the story on how the infrastructure was built uh, please uh, go visit our website uh, uh and uh, you know the latest episode on a bank on cloud part one where i have mention what technologically uh, technological designs and methodologies we use to build the infrastructure uh, and if you're interested in knowing uh, how this infrastructure what kind of framework was used in this infrastructure you can download this uh, modern infrastructure framework on www.10factorinfra.com or you can follow me on linkedin and subscribe to my newsletter the 10 factor infrastructure and all these three are completely free and they will tell you about various methodologies, design patterns, and best practices to build a secure, scalable, and sustainable modern infrastructure driven via the DevOps practices. I hope you like uh, this episode of a Bank on Cloud Part 2. I'll be back with another story, another uh, exciting journey, another learn how DevOps-driven infrastructures help people in, in their journey of digital transformation so subscribe to my channel on www.cloudkata.com you can listen to this podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast and this is also available on youtube where you will have the entire slide deck so you can actually 
refer to these details that I have mentioned there. Uh, so please visit cloudcutter.com and subscribe to this podcast. And I'll see you soon with another episode in a, in, in a week's Thank you. Bye-bye.